This is the Leadership Forum. Consider if everybody did what you are doing, would the world be a better place? That's a principle for just checking whether what you are doing is correct. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, where we explore principles, practices, and perspectives of effective leadership. And we are live at Top FM, at Top TV, at Top FM Live, at Top TV Kenya on Facebook and YouTube. And this is the Leadership Forum. My name is Grace Mutisol. It's a joy to be with you. And I look forward to the Leadership Forum because I get to learn. I hope you're learning too. And it will be interesting to hear your feedback today. You know, uh, we've been with you since January. This is February 12th. Yeah, we've done a couple of sessions. What what have you applied? Is it working? Uh, what challenges are you facing? Let us know as a leader, as a follower. Our WhatsApp line is 0717-400-555. You know, or if you're watching us online, go to the comment section, you know, on Facebook or YouTube and comment there. Say, this is what I've, I picked and this is what I've applied. We would we'll, we'll be glad to hear your feedback. And at this point, allow me to introduce uh, Reverend Dr. David Oginde, joining us every alternate Monday for the Leadership Forum. Good morning, Bishop. Morning, thank you. You've been well? Very well, mm. very well, yeah. Yeah, yesterday, you know me, I was at KU. Ah, okay. And I was, somebody whispered to me, you are at Valley Road and you ministered powerfully. <laughs> Could you share just two things for us who missed? I know we can get it on YouTube, but for us who missed. Um, yes, yesterday I was in Valley Road. I'd been invited to speak on the function uh, of the Holy Spirit. There's a series that is going on uh, on the Holy Spirit as a whole. So yesterday we were looking at the work of the Holy Spirit. And basically, we looked at uh, four areas. I shared four areas, uh, four roles or functions of the Holy Spirit. I know that there are only four, but uh, the four that I thought would be important for us to know. The first one is conviction. And the conviction here is not like you're convicted in court <laughs> of wrongdoing but that the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and makes it alive to us. So through the Holy Spirit, God speaks to us, uh, both positively and negatively. Uh, he speaks to us, uh, tells us when we are gone wrong, tells us when we are going right. Uh, but the key thing that I've mentioned to the congregation is that the Holy Spirit is the only channel through whom God speaks to us there's no other way yes that's why jesus said if we despise the holy spirit mm. we cannot be forgiven because there's no other way god can reach us and the the other key thing is that because human beings are spiritual beings we are spiritual beings as uh, different from other of god's creation we are the only ones with the spirit so our spirit is able to connect with the Holy Spirit. And therefore, the Spirit of God then speaks to our spirits. Mm -hmm. And that's how even the Word of God is able to come alive, you know, to us when we are reading. Because the Spirit takes that Word and makes it alive to us. And that's uh, the communication role of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, the, the second one, we talked about sanctification. Uh, sanctification is a big word which simply means uh, purifying. Um, the Holy Spirit helps us to be conformed 
to the image of God, to live the Christian life, to live a holy life. So when we allow the Spirit to work in us and through us, um, where Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then we are able to do the things of God. Otherwise, we are in a constant struggle. You know, Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I'm not supposed to do, those are the I, things I do. Yes. That is a life in the flesh. Uh, that is the struggle that we go through. But when we have the Holy Spirit in us, he enables us to do the things of God. And if we do that consistently, then you find that you are getting more and more conformed to the image of Christ, in which case, uh, which means that then you are able to do the things that God expects you to do in a continuous basis. It becomes your natural, in quote, life. Yes. Uh, so you're not struggling to live a, a holy life or a Christian life. Uh, you you simply do what what the Bible uh, expects of you, what God expects of you. So that is the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. So when you meet a person who has walked with the Lord for a very long time, they it's like natural, you know, you, you don't expect them to do certain things. Uh, those things become, sinful things become uh, abhorrent. Uh, it's not something they're asking, how far can I go mm -mm. and still remain a Christian? <laughs> how far is too far? <laughs> how far is too far? Especially this season. Yes, <laughs> how far is too far? Yes. Those, those are not equations that they ask themselves because the Spirit of God has worked in them and made them to conform to the uh, requirements mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. Then the third one we talked about was unction. Unction mm -hmm. is uh, anointing. Yes. Uh, it is empowerment. The power, the Spirit gives you power to do what you're supposed to do. Mm. You know, so this empowerment is in every field. And we shared several examples. Uh, it can be in, in a spiritual areas, what we call spiritual ministry, mm. you know, like preaching, teaching, singing, worship. You can find that one person say let's for example singing it is not just that the lyrics are christian that's not what makes a christian song you may find two people singing the same song the same lyrics and everything one using biblical language touches you <laughs> and the other one is just a nice song yeah you know mm. you, you you listen to it it is just a nice song but the other one, you feel something about it. What is the difference? Is the Spirit of God has anointed that singer so that when they sing, it comes with the power of God, yeah. with a divine enablement. It is the same in preaching. One person is preaching the same thing, or even the same person may preach one time and you don't feel anything. And they speak another time and you feel like, wow, mm. there's something about this message. It can yes. be very simple, but it is empowered by the Holy Spirit. But that is not just in spiritual ministry like the ones I've given, but it is also even in our daily work. Um, the Spirit of God can empower you as a doctor. 
as an engineer, as a nurse, as a, as an, a secretary, as a, a, a Hope FM presenter. Yes, amen. <laughs> you know? Yes. And you find that then the work that you are doing, mm. you, there's greater impact there's greater ease in doing it. You don't have to struggle uh, because the Spirit of God gives you that divine enablement. Uh, that's what we call anointing. So your work is anointed. You go to an office and somebody serves you and you feel this person is different. Yes. Even the way they are serving uh, can be a waiter in a restaurant. But you, you feel, you sense something about the way they're serving you. And once in a while I've asked people and they say yeah i'm a christian you know and you sense that it is the spirit of god working through them and in them to do their work with joy with ease and with a way in which even the person being served senses that there are difference yes in the way this person is doing their work uh you you find that again in scripture in different places uh, where God enabled people to do ordinary work uh, in a very powerful way. Yes. Uh, and, and that's what divine enablement, uh, which we call unction, uh, helps a person to do their work well. You can be talking like we are talking here, but it comes with a special sense of God's enablement so that even the people who are listening there's a feeling they get inside of them. We may not be talking spiritual things, mm. but uh, they, they sense that power. Yeah. Then the fourth one was talked about was direction. Yes. Yes. Uh, that the Spirit of God gives us guidance mm. in which direction we ought to go. Mm. Uh, the Spirit of God gives us the mind of God concerning a situation. So when we are in a place where we need direction, we don't know what to do. Or you know what to do, but you don't know how to do it. When you are a person walking in the Spirit, the Spirit can give you direction, can give you guidance, uh, so that um, you, are, you are able to take the right, uh, make the right decisions, uh, take the right um, direction in, in whatever you are doing, and therefore not make mistakes or just guess. Uh, the Spirit of God is our companion in our journey. And again, it is not just in spiritual things. It is in almost everything. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, for example, that when you're taken before the Sanhedrin, don't think about what you're going to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he, the Spirit will give you the right words. And yes. I was telling the people yesterday, here is a secret to passing your interview. <laughs> <laughs> you, Prepare yourself and go there. Don't try to wonder now what question are they likely to ask. Because sometimes you go there and the first question you ask, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it throws you off the balance. It throws you off balance because all your preparation, what you are thinking, they're going to ask me about the vision and mission of the organization. You have read that. You have, They are going to ask me the area of my profession. You have read that. Then they come and ask you, uh, at what speed does the SGR, SGR go? Oh my goodness. You, you're like, SGR, what has that got to be with to presenting? <laughs> <laughs> oh I remember in one interview, I was doing the interview myself, and, and I was given to ask the candidates current affairs issues. Yes. And so I asked this person, what did you think about the Brexit? And that was the matter that was... 
people are discussing they were current you know yes. what is your view on brexit they had absolutely no idea what brexit is <laughs> or was mm. and and you look so foolish you're thrown off balance yes. but if you have the holy spirit you may not know brexit but he, he can give you a way of answering that question that doesn't make you look foolish yes yeah <laughs> reminded me of one who came and prepared yes said i know the holy spirit will help me i'll pass <laughs> no. they failed they missed they, yes, yes. <laughs> that doesn't the holy spirit can only remind you yes of the things that you know mm. that's what jesus said the holy spirit will remind you yeah so he can't remind you of what you don't know mm -mm. you so you must prepare yourself mm. but the spirit of god will remind you amen yes amen amen thank we thank god for that uh, uh, you love football bishop i love football i wouldn't say so okay. <laughs> i'm not a football you watched a, a, i used a i used to be a football fan i'm not uh i think i gave up on it why the obsession that people <laughs> I think it just was so repulsive <laughs> for me. So I have not, I have not, um, I'm not a football fan in the sense of following how things are going. Okay. But secondly, Afcon happened when I was away, oh. and where I was totally cut off from TV, internet, mm. uh, in in the place where I was. Okay. So I, 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 the last time I left. Uh, who could I remember was playing? I think it was, uh, it was South Africa. Ah. Yes, who had just been. That that should be on on uh, Wednesday. Must be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Ivory Coast one. I, 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 which was I, I, your team? <laughs> <laughs> they are all Africans, so mm. I didn't run. Do you know Kenya? We are never. Uh, don't shout, Bishop. They are never there, so. <laughs> but you didn't have a favorite. No. Okay. Uh, Nigeria has been, but they were eliminated. Yeah. Actually, they were the ones playing with the Ivory Coast. Yeah. But, so. Okay. Our Nigerian listeners, Pole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they. They. I think they play a good a good game. Yes. Nigeria, Morocco. Mm. Uh, those are um, Egypt. Yes. Those are the teams that I have always. Uh, enjoyed their style of playing mm. yes mm. i was hoping drc could but they were eliminated at some they point. were eliminated okay. I, I think i watched that one <laughs> yes yes they played well isn't yes it? they did tried okay yeah <laughs> one more bishop then we get to our topic of today we are focusing on motivation um the government is 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 uh is letting us know that all services are going to be digitalized we are moving online. We are moving away from paper and all that. And, and they're getting a bit of resistance um, on Especially that. from schools. Yes. What's your take on that? I know leaders are listening. Um, when, when the government says something, is the leader to help implement and then tickle down. We've learned it here. What's yeah. your take on that? And do, do you believe we are ready for online services as a country? We were ready a long time ago. So where have we been? <laughs> where are we resisting? I mean, Kenyans just travel out of this country and you realize that we are perhaps the only country in the world that is doing mobile, uh, using mobile uh, payments at almost every level. That is digital. 
the, an old mama in the village can pay them by M-Pesa. Uh, ordinary fundis, Jwakali, they are paid by M-Pesa. They pay by M-Pesa. That is, that is digital, which is not found in many countries. People are still using cash and using checks and uh, in some places cards. But Kenyans, from the lowest person to the highest person, uh, we can pay our bills digitally. So I said we got there a long time ago. That's why I say we get, got there a long time ago. So why are we refusing certain uh, payments not to be made digitally? Why are we appearing like this is a new thing that we don't even want to happen? <laughs> uh, so for me, I think it is a good thing. It's a good thing that uh, we, we embrace uh, government services being digital. One of the things is that it helps to eliminate those interfaces that sometimes frustrate us as ordinary people uh, when we are seeking government services. Like, like now, a few years ago, I was registering a business. It is so simple. Previously, the kind of documents you had to present and keep coming, oh, come next time, come next time. I remember when I was registering a business name uh, several years back, and the number of times I had to go to the registrar's office, and I said, not yet, it is not yet ready, and so on. Now, you can do it in almost within a week, you have finished the whole process if yeah. you have all the documents, mm -hmm. and you have your business registered and ready to uh, to run uh driving licenses uh name it other business licenses returns for taxes etc they have become so easy they have become so simple transferring i was just transferring a vehicle to another person right on my computer i don't have to go to any office i don't have to queue anywhere uh so it provides great efficiency uh, in in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. So I I personally am totally in agreement with the digitization of government services. Uh, not to mention uh, an area of interest for me in particular is that it, it reduces uh, corruption. Yes, and that is part of where the resistance is coming from. People who have been eating uh, through these direct payments. Uh, I know I know a school, I know a school where they were required, the children were required to pay school fees, pay several other levies, buy uniform from a specific place. You couldn't buy it from any other place uh the worst was that even when you are reporting to school you had to take a specific bus really yes that one i had never had before oh my <laughs> i've never heard of that too you had to take so the whatever bus you took it dropped you somewhere to pick this specific so that bus. you can now pick this specific bus to bring you to school you definitely know that there's an arrangement there that has been made with this with the uh, with principal the teacher of the school so that they are getting their commission from this bus i mean why should you control people that way 
So these are some of the people who do not want the digitization because it will eliminate some of those things. Yes. It will take away their, their sources of income. Uh, so in my view, it is something that is, uh, it, it's an idea whose time has come. And I don't think we can go back on it. It's just a matter of time. I was speaking to a group of people last week and I was telling them, there are some things you don't fight because just look at the future. Where is the future going? The future is not going back to paper. No, no, no. no. The future is going digital. Yes. So even if you resist, you will eventually have to onboard. So the uh, to me that resistance is uh, unfounded. What we should be concerned about is the process, how it is done, is it legitimate, and so on and so forth, so that we we eliminate again because even in the digital system, people are position themselves to eat. Uh, so. Those are some of the things that we should look at at a, now a higher level. Mm -hmm. um, how is this platform being managed? Mm -hmm. uh, how are the resources being managed? Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. Okay. So, yeah. Mm. You know, I've remembered the song when, when media TV, especially, was being transitioned to digital. Oh, yes. There was like a song. There was resistance, <laughs> but there was like a song to Metoka Analog to go digital. Yes. And we moved. <laughs> and we are there now. So. Yes. Uh, in fact, at so. that time, I wrote an article, <laughs> yes. uh, which unfortunately, I must say, was ref they, they refused to publish. Mm, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying, exactly what I've said. Mm is that the media houses, especially the big media houses, were fighting a futile fight because digital is the future. So no matter how you resist it, it is going to catch up with you. So what you should be looking at is how do we onboard? That's what you should be talking about. But that we don't want to move and so on and so forth, that is neither here nor there which is what I've just said about other. I, I, I remember when, when uh, Uber came. Yes. The taxis even uh, went on a, a strike and a riot yeah. demonstration. I said on this radio station, I said, it's a futile fight. If I were you as a taxi person, I would create my own Uber, uh, in quotes, you know, because that is where the future is going. This idea of parking on the roadside and waiting for someone to come and ask you to take them somewhere, mm -hmm. those days are gone. Mm -hmm. And it is also the it's shopping. Mm -hmm. These shopping complexes that we are seeing, their time is running out very fast. Mm -hmm. So the sooner we begin to adopt digital uh, sale on digital platforms, mm -hmm. And many shops have already adopted that. Many uh, supermarkets have adopted that, that you can order things and they're delivered to your house mm. uh, to, or wherever you are. That is the future. Mm. Well. Okay. <laughs> Nikuhama. Nikuhama. Sawa. Nikuhama. wapendwa, <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop, for that. Yeah, thank okay. you. Something to reflect on. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Now. 
on the leadership forum we began um on a topic motivation we've done i believe two sessions now uh last time we stopped at three components of motivation we talked about uh direction of motivation intensity of motivation and we stopped us at persistence so mm-hmm. where do we pick it up from today bishop yes um we talked about those three components of motivation direction that is to say where an individual chooses to exert their effort uh, when when uh, they have several alternatives. Uh, that is the direction of motivation. There are some areas that a person may find they are not particularly good or interested or uh, generally motivated <laughs> to take. So the direction that a person takes uh, can determine the ultimate outcome. Intensity is the level of strength that is exerted by an individual in uh, in an, a, a job or task that they're undertaking. Uh, so some people just put their hands, uh, put their fingers. They are not exerting any effort, yes. you know. And uh, there is the outcome is predictable. If you don't work hard, you will not get the good outcome. Then there's persistence. The level to which, how long is a person committed towards pushing a task to its logical conclusion? Some people give up on the way, uh, especially when something is difficult and is taking long. Some people give up. So persistence is the ability to uh, continue exerting effort until you get a favorable outcome. So um, where do we go from there? We, we just, uh, something I wanted to just mention as we, as we, in follow-up to what we have just said. For you to be able to accomplish this task and to be motivated, there's something we call efficacy. Yes. Uh, self-efficacy, which Grace, you know, we have talked about mm. <laughs> in other mm. in other quarters. Yes, great yes. quarters. Mm. In great quarters. Yes, yes uh, self-efficacy is that belief that I am able to accomplish a task. You know, it is um, what can I say? It is not actual capacity to uh, to accomplish a task, but it is the belief that I can accomplish a task. Yes. If a person does not believe they can accomplish a task, they will not be motivated to even start. Let me take us an example. Um, somebody is, say, jobless. Yes. You know, I've been looking for a job uh, for a very long time. And then you meet them and they are like, what are you doing? No, um, there's nothing I'm doing at the moment. I'm just, uh, I've applied from various places. I'm waiting for uh, a place. And say, but why don't you start something by yourself? Then you will know where their self-efficacy is. So, um, most people will say, you know, I don't have capital. Yes. Uh, business these days is so hard mm. uh, and so on and so forth. What that person is telling you is that they don't have the belief that they have the capacity to do business. Yes. And therefore, they will not even start. 
Mm, they've already put a block on them. It, it, is, it just puts barrier. A, a barrier. Mm. You I know, can't. I can't. Me, I can't. <laughs> Me, I can't. <laughs> Me, myself, I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. to, to speak Kenyanese. Yes. I also, me, myself, I can't. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so once you once you have that mindset that you do not have what it takes to start a business, you cannot start the business. There's another person who believes that they have what it takes to start a business. Yes. And you may find they start maize roasting. They start by selling mandazis. Uh they buy a packet of hunger uh, at 200 shillings. They buy oil at another 200 shillings. And with 500 shillings, they start a business. Yes. Before you know it, this person's business is booming. They have 5,000. They have 10,000. They are employing other people uh, to help. So what, what was the difference? It's what we call self Efficacy. efficacy the belief that i have what it takes to do or undertake the task uh that is at hand does this involve i'm trained for it no. or just no whatever the task it has, is it presented. has, it has uh, of course the skills abilities and so on are uh, increase our self-efficacy yes in fact previous Previous experiences, previous uh, successes increase our levels of self-efficacy. Yes. If you have tried a small business and succeeded Kidogo, mm. when somebody challenges you to take a bigger one, then you are at a better position to believe that you can do it because you have uh, succeeded previously. Yes. I, I use it. I, I use the example of uh, David in the Bible. Uh, David in the Bible, when he was faced with Goliath, mm. and everybody was telling him he cannot, you know, now it was not about self-efficacy. It no. is somebody, some people <laughs> judging you from outside and yes. say, you do not have the capacity. Yes. And that happens even in the things that we are talking about. So when he finally went to King Saul, and uh, he told King Saul, I want to take on Goliath. Then Saul looked at him and said, my friend, you are just a boy. This is a skilled fighter and he has fought many battles. He's huge and on and on. Then David says something profound, which is what we call small successes that yes. build self-efficacy. Mm. He said, when I was out in the field, one time a lion came and took my lamb. I followed it. I fought it with my bare hand and I succeeded. A bear came. I followed it, I, I fought it with my bare hands, I rescued my lamb. That same success, I will bring it in this situation. Yes. In case, indeed, he said, the God who helped me to uh, fight the lion and the bear will also help me to fight this Goliath. So his self-efficacy had been built through the previous successes. If you have not killed a lion and you have not killed a bear, your self-efficacy is very low. Yes. But when you have killed a lion and a bear, your self-efficacy is greater and therefore you are able to tackle greater things. So self-efficacy grows through small successes. 
uh, that that one has yes okay so the, the motivation uh, the, the the three motivation factors that we talked about earlier have their foundation in this self efficacy whether you talk about direction or you talk about intensity or persistence mm. it will depend on do you believe you can succeed yes some of us for example you know there was this theory myth whatever that uh, girls can't do sciences and boys are best at sciences mm. and you know it is was pumped into us so i remember that when i was in uh, secondary school i believed that maths and science those were my subjects mm. and technical uh, subjects yes any other subject <laughs> out particularly <laughs> history Oh my. <laughs> so, <laughs> Those are for girls. Those are for girls. Those are for girls. Yeah. So and I was not bothered. I mean, I I remember, you know, the, uh, these days the marking uh, is different. I remember one time I got 11% in a history paper. I was not bothered at all. I was not even like feeling sad for myself. Eleven <laughs> out of 100. Out of 100. Percent means out of 100. <laughs> Because I had put no effort. I had not uh, read uh I just did not bother with this. So for me to get 11% was even a miracle, you know, because I had not put any effort into it. Until I went to university. And when we were doing uh I, I was doing architecture when we received the syllabus i found that from year 1 to year 4 there was a course called history of architecture <laughs> it was waiting for you there. i was so discouraged oh history of architecture for 4 years oh my year 1 year 2 year 3 year 4 those days architecture used to fight take 5 years so only year 5 we didn't have history of architecture then I just changed my mind because I liked everything else about the course except this history just that word even if the the topic subject was named differently I think it would have made a difference but just that word history, history is just was throwing me off balance but when I began to study history and I just changed my attitude and perspective I actually did well because indeed it was history of architecture because we were looking at the the growth and development and transformation of architecture over the centuries and and where it all began and where we are today to modern architecture it was real history you know we did even history of uh, of church architecture and how uh, theology uh, changed how church buildings were designed it was very interesting yes and just because of that i found it so interesting i found it so useful and uh, and i did history for four years and passed <laughs> so i actually had the capacity to study history 
But I did not believe when I was in high school yes. that I could do it. Mm. And therefore, I was happy to get 11%. But when I was in the university, I did history of architecture and I was getting 80, 90%. Mm. You know? Mm. Just uh, that's why self efficacy is not the ability, it is the belief. belief. It is the belief. Mm. So when a person believes that they cannot do something, mm. most likely they will not do it. Sure. They will not, in now in line with what we are talking about uh, in motivation, they will not be motivated mm. to do it. So you mm. can tell, you can give a person an assignment, but in them, they believe this is not my area. I don't have the capacity to do it. I am not able to do it. No matter how you push them, they will not be able to do it. Could it be the reason why uh, maybe a follower would say, let, let Grace do it. I believe Grace will execute well, despite that being um, their role. You know, for example, is that where self-efficacy also comes in? It, yeah, because they are now deflecting that which is supposed to be theirs, uh, uh, the assignment. So you, you're giving a person assignment and say, why don't you give it to Grace? I think Grace is better at that. They are saying, I am not good at it. And therefore, I do not want it. So sometimes people say that for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But let's take it from the efficacy level because yes. there are sometimes people just don't want to do that job because it is difficult or uh, it will take their time and, and so on. Those are people who are just uh, shunning the particular task, but they have capacity. Uh, they may even believe they have the capacity, but they just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But a person who is lacking in self-efficacy is um, actually trying to say, I am not able to do it. Please give it to someone, someone else. else who, in their view, has the capacity to do it. Yeah. And, and that happens all the time. So as a leader, therefore, what you need in an area of motivation is to encourage this individual mm. to try it out. Mm. So you say, give it a try, mm. you know, uh, and put in the motivational factors that can help them and many times, sometimes people discover, you know, like I discovered in the history of architecture, that I actually have the capacity to, to do history. Yes. Uh, and I was motivated uh, to do it. So you encourage the person to try it out. And when they succeed Kidogo, mm -hmm. it gives them motivation to try even further. For several, uh, almost all my lifetime. I have actually been doing history. It has been my, my occupation. Mm -hmm. The Bible is a history book. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And that's what I have been teaching uh, for the last several years, almost 30-something years. So I realized, hey, history is not bad. Yes. You know, <laughs> history is good. Mm. But when I believe that it is for girls and it's not for us and I'm just a science person, I couldn't even do it. I didn't have time to read it. So a leader needs to encourage, encourage and motivate an individual to uh, grow their self-efficacy in, in a particular area. Okay. 
Uh, I think that's a good point to pause and reflect <laughs> on that point. And when we come back, we'll continue uh, with efficacy and also we'll be sampling some of your questions. Remember, our SMS line is 20933, WhatsApp line 0717400555. You can also talk to us at Hop FM Live on Facebook and YouTube. We are live, by the way, and at Hop TV Kenya. Right now, it's 12 o'clock. Let's catch up with the news. We'll be right back. Hope FM, another quality service from Christ, is the answer ministry. Listen and live on 93.3 FM in Nairobi, 93.9 Western Kenya, and 101.9 Mombasa. What a great promise there by Dr. Tim Godfrey, Nathaniel Bassi, and Tim Bowman Jr. with the song title, God Turned It Around. The enemy thought he's finished, he's finished me, but the Lord said, Mm-mm, I'm turning this around for my good, your good, and for his glory. So be encouraged, child of God, that the Lord is with you in whichever season you're going through. He's with you. He'll hold your hand. He will take you Treat will come out on the other side strong and well because the Lord is on your side. Good afternoon to you. It's 18 minutes past 12. My name is Grace Mutiso on the Leadership Forum. We're Reverend Dr. David Oginde with us, still talking about efficacy. And in, in this hour, we'll be looking at some of your questions and comments. So get them to us. Our WhatsApp line is 0717 that is 0717 You can also get to the comment section by the way. We are live on Facebook and YouTube at Top FM Live at Top TV Kenya. Ensure you subscribe by the way and you like and drop there your question. I uh, will be glad to answer you. And you can see a couple of us already dropping on my SMS line. Thank you. We'll be getting back to them in a short while. Allow me to bring back uh, Bishop. We stopped at uh, the last point was as a leader. Please encourage your team member, just to try. Those who say, I'm not able to do it, just to try. It's yes. No self-efficacy. <laughs> mm. Yes, self-efficacy. Yes. The, the role of the leader in, uh, because that's what we are talking about, motivation. Yes. How you motivate your people. And you remember how we started, we are talking about motivation beyond Money. compensation. Mm. So you, people are not motivated just because of what they are going to get. Mm. But because you as a leader has created an environment in which people feel uh, they can perform their works in satisfactorily. So that's why we are looking at some of these underlying issues. Why is a person reluctant to perform a particular task mm. or perform it to expectation? You know, that's why we give the three uh, factors uh, of, of, uh, of motivation. So it could be because of the direction. It could be because of intensity and, and so on. These are things that then you would evaluate and see where is the problem. But there is also the, the reason we have brought in efficacy when you sit down with your team member or team members and you're finding they are not quite motivated to 
doing a particular undertaking a particular task then you find out whether it is could be an issue of efficacy yes that they simply believe they don't have what it takes to deliver on that matter mm. and so even though you may be pushing them they are reluctant and so if you are aware that this could be an efficacy issue then you want to see how then can i help this person to build their self efficacy and usually if you have a chance and opportunity uh, as we said earlier give them smaller tasks in the same field mm. in the same arena for example for example you know what do you mean for I'm example asking give an example <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Like give small tasks in the same. Uh, same. Area. Let's let's for let's example, take take your, take your area for example. Yes. Uh, in, in presenting, presenting radio presenting. Oh yes. So you have come in and you are being told uh, you are going to be uh, running the leadership forum. I, I, I can't. Uh, and then he said, "No, not with Bishop there. No, I can't." So how do you if if you find that the the whole issue is not that they don't have the capacity or the abilities or the skills mm. but the person is perhaps just fearful of that environment with the bishop bishop and me in the studio it's just the two of us no <laughs> i can't i can't yes. so give them an opportunity in a different setup where for example you can put the two two people say okay you will do it with so and so Mm. So there'll be three of you in the in the studio. Yes. Okay? Yes. So Grace asks question, the other person asks question, and then the conversation goes on and you she begins to realize that it is not as bad as I as thought. I thought. Yeah. So their their self-efficacy then comes up. So that when the third person is now removed and they are left alone, they can actually continue with that process. Mm. So that's one way of helping people build self attach them to a person who is better at them, gives them opportunity while you watch. Uh the other the other way is to do it together with them. Yes. You know? Mm. Okay, you come, let's 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 do it together. Uh and and so you demonstrate give them a chance to do it as you observe, give them feedback and let them know that ah you actually did very well in this area here is an area that you need to pull up your socks a bit uh, but i think you have what it takes from what i have seen you you really can do this thing so they they then get that encouragement that motivation to be able to do what they actually thought they did not have the capacity to do so those are ways in which you can help build a person's sense of efficacy when they were feeling very low uh, that they didn't actually even have and and I have done that many times with individuals uh who you are giving them a task and they just feel no no uh, bishop me I don't uh, that's not my area uh, especially when I was a bishop in church or senior pastor I asked somebody you, could you help us in the area of visitation uh where you will be going to visit people in the hospitals people who are bereaved go and pray with them Uh, and so on and so forth and there are people who just say me you know that's not my area yeah. i can i just can't do it yeah. and yet you can see how they conduct themselves and you feel this person has what it takes mm. 
to be able to do this work. So you can then put them in the team, the visitation team, so that they go out together. And then they begin to realize that it is not as bad as I thought. And some of them have developed their careers in that field, you know, in an area that they thought uh, I don't have any capacity. Then they turn out to be very good people in that particular area. So this is where the motivation uh, factor for the leader comes in. Um, We talked about uh, motivating the individuals to do things that they feel are beyond them. Yes. So that will really help them to build their self-efficacy. Now, self-efficacy is still broken down if we just go a little uh, further in what we call expectancy. In in leadership, we talk about expectancy theory. Uh, The expectancy, because it is this expectancy that is affecting efficacy. Because I don't expect that I will perform well. Therefore, I am reluctant to even start. Did you see? So, this uh, expectancy theory, there are two types of expectancies that an individual can have. The the first one is called effort performance uh, expectancy. Now, effort performance expectancy has to do with will the effort I put in result in the performance that is expected, you know? So if I evaluate myself and find that, yes, I have the capacity, yes, I have the skill, yes, I have the, I'm in the right place to perform this task, but will my effort the capacity I have result in the expected performance. In other words, I I may believe that my effort will not fully perform, fully achieve, achieve at the performance level. So uh, maybe the boss expects me to perform at 80%, but for me, the way I look at it, I can try, but most likely maybe 40% or 50%. So that alone the fact that I don't expect to perform at expected level. I don't believe that I have the, the capacity to perform at the expected level mm. makes me reluctant uh, to actually even try. But this one is not that your leader has told you, you've just told yourself. You told yourself. The leader has set a standard. A standard. Yes. Okay. The leader has set a standard mm. uh, of what they expect. Yes. And you have measured yourself against that standard and you found yourself to be wanting. Wanting. <laughs> I'm sure you are <laughs> quoting a verse somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So you have weighed yourself and yes. you say, I can't perform to that standard. It's not that I don't have the capacity or I don't have the skills, but the standard is too high. So therefore, mm. I just will not try. You know, like say, for example, you're in a class as a teacher and you are, you are discussing a matter. Yes. And you ask a question and everybody keeps quiet. We look down. We look down. Mm. It does not mean that people don't know. 
but they are thinking maybe my answer is not the correct one <laughs> you know uh, so i would rather not even say but when i say hey grace you look like you can tell us something then now you see that is a motivation mm. let me just say what i'm thinking even if it is wrong yes especially if i say don't worry what uh, whether it is right or wrong that already gives you opportunity to say what you are thinking then you say it and it's like that's correct then you realize i knew it all along i yes. just didn't have the faith in me mm. that i could do it so this effort performance is has to do with weighing the level of effort that is expected uh, you are expecting to put into this task mm. and the level of performance that you are likely to achieve mm. and you, you may either feel i can make it or you feel i cannot make it so if you feel you can make it then of course you are motivated you will go ahead and try but if you feel that you don't have the you may not achieve the performance level the standard that has been set then you some people don't even try uh, so they just sit back and allow mm. those who can to do it then they get a memo or something then they get a memo <laughs> or something yes so the, yes I, i'm still there bishop yes. um because you've said it's 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 a personal belief that uh, my leader has set the standard and i don't believe i'm able to meet that standard mm -hmm. apart from the leader motivate i know you, you said you're talking about the leaders here apart from the leader motivating me is there something i can do as a follower to pull up my socks the only thing you can do is try and that's what we are talking about so when a person is reluctant we are talking about a situation where a person is reluctant to try that's what we are talking about motivation so how do you get this person to even try mm. they need a certain level of motivation, motivation. Mm. now there are people who are self motivated uh, which is a different topic we are not uh, particularly talking about self motivation which we call intrinsic motivation intrinsic motivation is to convince yourself that even though i believe uh, I, i don't feel i have what it takes let me just try so that is intrinsic motivation it is an internal motivation you motivate yourself and you try yes so when you try then you find allah it is not as bad as i thought it was not as difficult as i thought and for those of us who did maths in particular you know you go to an exam room and you are reading this exam question and uh, you are not sure but then you remember the formula and and the things that you have learned and you say let me try so you try it out and before you know it everything is falling into place and you have got the answer yes and you feel very encouraged that it was not as tough as it looked and it is not just in math sometimes even exam question you, even normal written exam question you read the question you read the question you are thinking what is it about mm. but as you begin to write you find that ideas are flowing mm. 
you know, and, and you end up writing 10 pages when you're out there for three, <laughs> you know. So that trying is that what uh, that um, can either come out of intrinsic motivation, which is uh, self-motivation, or can come out of being pushed into the river and then you have to swim. Okay. Yes. The second part of that is what you call performance outcome expectation. The first was effort performance. Mm. Now it is performance, performance. outcome. Mm. You believe that you have what it takes mm. to meet the required standard. Mm. But your worry is, will it result in the right outcome? Mm. You know? So again, because you don't believe that it will result in the positive outcome required, again, that can be a discouraging factor mm -hmm. and therefore reluctance not to do it. I don't know whether it I makes I have not gotten it, Bishop. Repeat that. You one. have not gotten it. <laughs> you are my best student. <laughs> You normally but, get but it very quickly. Seek clarification. <laughs> I'm seeking clarification. <laughs> so, performance outcome. The first was effort, effort performance. performance. So, that in other words, good. will my effort end up in the performance expected? Yes. Now, will my performance end up in the expected result? Mm. Okay. Performance and results are usually different. different. Yes. You can work very hard and do things very well, but at the end, it doesn't give you the expected outcome. Mm. So it is not just the effort you put in, it's not just how hard you worked, but did it produce the results Okay. that was expected? Mm. I'm trying to think of a, a practical example let me talk for example i think about um say uh, a marketing agent i'm trying to put it in your context mm. <laughs> a, a marketing agent yes. so we want to up our game in marketing because we want uh to increase our income yes uh, from from advertisements and so on so you sit down with your team and say our marketing team needs to up their game in 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 the in the marketing. We need to do this and do that and do that and the other. And you are all agreed. Uh, these are the people you can target. These are the places you can go. These are the people you can talk to, and so on and so forth. Now the marketer where they are sitting, they say, "I think I can do that." Yes, you know. I think I can talk to so-and-so, I can visit so-and-so, uh, all the things we have agreed. That is the performance part. Mm -hmm. So they believe that they can perform, they can visit those people, they yes. can talk to those people. Mm. Now their worry is, even if I visit all these people, will we be able to make the two million that is expected? Ah, Okay. Do you get I've it? I've gotten it, yes. yes. So it may be an exercise in futility. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I may go visit all these people, mm. talk to all these guys, uh, but in the end, we may end up with 100,000. Yes. And yet the target is 200. 
the the target is two million. Oh, two million. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, do I have the capacity to visit these people? Yes, yes I do. Yes. Uh, can I visit all the people that yes. because the standard is visit all these people? Yes. Yes, I can. Mm. But will it result in the expected outcome? Mm. I don't think so. That I don't think so is the discouraging part. Mm. Yes. It feels like self doubt. All of these are self doubt because it is self belief. It is self belief, and on the other side, it is self doubt. Yes. Yes. So the, it is effort performance mm. I have. Mm. Uh, visit 10 organizations mm. and sell to them our programs and opportunities for them to advertise. We want them to sponsor the we leadership want, forum. Exactly. Yeah. So that I can do. I've gone. No, I have not yet gone. Oh, okay. You see, uh -huh. this evaluation is taking place before I have gone. Oh. This evaluation, this self-evaluation, that's why motivation is required. Yes. So I hear you. Uh, visit this organization, visit that organization, talk to these people, talk to those people. That I have the capacity to do. do. So, effort, performance, tick. Mm. <laughs> I'm willing. I am willing and I am able. able. Mm. Okay? Mm. My concern is, will it yield the expected result? So, this is, if I get you right, Bishop, this is even before actioning you know, like the set goals. I will not action until I'm convinced. So what? That's why I'm discouraged <laughs> and that's why I need encouragement. <laughs> so as a follower, assume, um, assume I'm in a meeting with my leader, has set, um, we need to do this to help us get sponsors for the leadership forum, isn't right, it? Right, yes. So after the meeting, uh, will I be the staff who goes back and say, by the way, even and in the I meeting. if I do that, will we really get sponsors for the leadership forum? No, get sponsors we mm. will get. But mm. will we get it to the level that we, want. that we are expecting? Our target is 2 million. Yes. The organizations we have talked about, if I've done calculation. If this one gives us 200, this one gives us 100, the other one gives us... You know, it only amounts to 700. Mm. We are still short yeah. of our expectation. I get it now. Do you get it? Yes. So, before I put in too much effort in pursuing <laughs> these uh, people, yes. can we think of a different strategy? Or, mm. I personally don't feel I want to go in that direction. Mm. So, now we have finished our meeting. I've gone back to my desk. I'm not excited. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, Grace, why have you not gone out? I, I just don't know. <laughs> I will go tomorrow. <laughs> I'll go tomorrow. So, when the bottom line, we call, I call you now to my office to find out, yeah. Grace, why are you not going out? That's when now you come up and say, yeah, we agreed we should visit these 10 organizations, which I'm willing to do and which I'm able to do. In fact, I know people in those places that I can contact. My biggest concern is the final outcome. We are looking at 2 million. I have done my calculations. If we go to all these 10 organizations, I think the best that we might get 
is 700,000. Yeah. That still far short of our target. Target. You know? Yeah. So, but we will spend so much time, we'll spend so much energy, uh, we'll spend resources on it, but I'm not sure it will give us the outcome mm. that we are expecting or we are looking for. So that's why I'm not feeling like going out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> does it make sense? It does. Yes. It does. That is now the performance outcome expectancy. Now, it may be real. It may not be real. Mm -hmm. That's where now you as a leader needs to come in to make the person realize or recognize or believe that it is actually possible. possible. So you can sit down with them and say, uh, I see you, uh, you, you estimated that in this organization can get 200. From what I know of that organization and their budget for marketing, mm, you know, I, no. I think we, mm. if we go in the right place and make a good pitch, we could come out of that place with five or six hundred. Yes. This other one, I think we can get this, this and this. And this other one, I think we can do. I think we could actually surpass our target. Yes. That's motivation. That is motivation. Mm. <laughs> I'll go. So that that because you have helped them to see that the performance will yield the required outcomes, will yield the required results. Mm. And that is your role as a leader. A leader. So mm. if you just say you go, we had already said you go. <laughs> Which is what some leaders do. <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't want to see you sitting at that desk. I want you out there. Good. Go and visit this organization. Mm. Do you think they will even pre make presentation with mm -mm. any enthusiasm? No, no, no. They may not they even get zero. Yes. Because they are going there not personally convinced mm. that this thing can yield results. Mm. So they just go to tick the box and say, oh, I went to this and this place. Ah, they, they were very... You know, they didn't even give us a chance. Mm. So there we got zero. <laughs> and it is not because there was zero. It's because the person was themselves not convinced. Yeah. They were not motivated. They did not feel that this can happen. Mm. So they didn't give it all that they could in order to get the result that was possible. Yes. But if they had been helped to see that it is actually possible. They go. Let me use an example. We use here very long. Yes. Uh, we use here quite a bit. Mm. Nehemiah goes to Jerusalem. And these people have lived under rubbles, burnt gates, and so on for a very long time. Mm. And so he comes to them and say, we want to rebuild the walls. Mm. Everybody look at like... What are you talking about? <laughs> this, mm. Who can even build these walls? Mm. The resources required, the work that is required, and the opposition that is there. No, no, no. Those are people who are discouraged. What they need is motivation. motivation. Yeah. And Nehemiah's motivation was the second one. Mm. Performance outcome. Mm. The work that we are going to do will result in a restored wall. Mm. 
how will that happen? And Nehemiah said, I told them of the hand of the Lord that was upon me and what had already happened. What had happened? The king had already given him permission. So the issue of opposition and so on was dealt with. The king had given him materials. So the issue of resources was dealt with. Now the only thing that was left is to do the work. Yeah. The Bible says they all said in unison, let us rebuild. Because they could see the possibility. Yeah. With all these things sorted out, they mm. could see the possibility. True. 52 days, the wall was done. That mm. is performance outcome mm. expectancy. Let's ask the questions. Okay. Sour. Let's get to the questions. Uh, on our WhatsApp line, 0717400555. And our SMS line, 20933. You can also get us at Top FM Live, Top TV Kenya on Facebook and YouTube. Those are the platforms we are getting your feedback on. Uh, <laughs> Interestingly, we've drawn a bit of uh, feedback regarding the digitalization oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of services. Well, okay. Let's read a few as we wait for uh, the others to come in. This one says, uh, Grace and Bishop, I, on the issue of paying school fees through digital payment, I totally concur with Bishop that the time is ripe for us to move to the digital payment. But my concern is that what happens to the poor parent stroke guardian who takes, uh, who takes like, for example, a bag of maize to cover for the school fees and they provide casual services to the school in return for school fees for their children at school. Wow, a valid concern there. So what happens to such a parent? You see, in every rule, there are expect, uh, exceptions and exceptions. So we cannot use the exceptions to be the rule. Of all the millions of parents who pay school fees for their children, what percentage actually take bags of maize and chicken and bananas and labor? What, what percentage? Is it 1%, 10%, 50%? I doubt it. It may be a very, very small fraction of people who actually either go give their labor or uh, give their chicken can be sold, you know, uh, and, and so on. So I think those exceptions can be dealt with as exceptions. But that should not then stop us from doing the main thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me check one more here. Another one still. Bad on that digitalization. And, and please keep your questions coming regarding also the topic of the day. Ask Bishop to comment on the new payment method. Uh, the new payment method is good, but who will keep track of the total amount received and how it will be used? For example, how people are paying for NHIF, but when you go to the government hospitals, there are no services and medicine. What will happen when everyone is going there? Hmm. What was your question, so? Keeping track. 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 Yeah. Keeping track. That is an issue of trust. 
issues of trust are real and i mentioned it in the when i made my first comment that the the key thing that the perhaps the main thing we should be concerned about is how these monies are collected where they go and how they are tracked or traced my understanding is that uh, the government has asked every school to provide their uh, bank accounts and so on. So when this money comes, it will then go to the particular account yeah. and it, the school will have access to it. So it is not like the money has been taken away from the school. It will go back to them. I have since several um, services have been uh, transferred to the triple two, triple two number. I have paid for a few services and I find actually I get acknowledgement from the particular organization, you know? So I was like, oh, so these things are linked. So when I pay for a particular service that is going to uh, a particular government department, I get acknowledgement from that particular department. How they have done it, I do not have information. So I believe that now when the school uh, has given its uh, bank accounts and details, when a parent pays, it goes straight to the school's account. That's what I imagine. Or that's what I sh should happen. So that we don't in introduce a bureaucracy where there's a central collection point, then the school now has to apply and you are told we will be releasing to you this money in five weeks' time, then that I would not think would be an efficient way of dealing with it. Okay. Ah, yeah, a gentleman here saying, thank you, Bishop. Last In your last session, you talked about giving as a way of dealing with corruption and self-motivation, even when no single coin is coming your way. I'm totally impacted. I campaign against drug and substance abuse in the community and sometimes I feel demotivated. You've really changed my attitude and uh, and how I serve God. God bless you abundantly. Amen. Hey, thank you, sir, for <laughs> For, <laughs> for writing in on Facebook. Ongata um, Ronga is tuned in. Thank you, Jacob Makulu on Facebook. Asante Sana Gloria uh, says, or we're on Facebook, says, thank you, Bishop, for the sermon yesterday. This one I received. Instead of a little wine, do a little Holy Spirit. Bas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see one more here. What's the best approach for motivation to help communities suffering from inferiority complex? Mm. The best way to motivate such a community. Inferiority complex is actually what we are talking about. Mm. Is the belief that you are not at the same level with others, you don't have the same capacity as others, you don't have the capacity, uh, the abilities and skills and so on. So that's what makes you... Um, because you are comparing yourself with others. Comparison is a big, big issue. Some people compare themselves and they end up with inferiority complex. Mm. Some people compare themselves and they end up with superiority complex. You know, mm. both are bad. Yes. <laughs> so first remove the idea of comparison and just do that which you are able to do. So it is still the same process. If you are trying to help a community that is suffering from that, for example, they, they believe uh, in this area, we don't have capacity to, you know, uh, what can I think of that, where people 
think they don't have the capacity mm. to do business. Let's go again to, to that. Yes. You know, they believe that there are communities that do business and not us. <laughs> you know? Yes. So you as one who wants to motivate them, help them to start small businesses mm. that you know are easy to do and whose outcomes are readily visible. Don't start them with cash crops where you have to wait 10 years before you, <laughs> you get your outcome, planting coconuts, you know. Those are not motivation. So start them with something small whose outcome will be visible in the shortest time possible. So when they do it and see Allah, it is not as difficult as we thought. Then you take them to the next level. I compare it with high jump. High jump, you never start from the top. You always start from the bottom. You put it the lowest possible, three feet, everybody can jump. Whoop, whoop. Then you move it three and a half, four feet, four and a half, five feet, you know, and people keep jumping. The success of the previous level helps them to have the courage and confidence to try the next level. So it, that's, that's how it all goes. So Start with people, start small, let them do something that we also you try. Are almost yeah. certain they will succeed. And in. when they do that, and then you take them, them to the, the next level. level. Now, now that you now have tried the this. next one. And you'll find that before long, that inferiority thing disappears. Yeah. Okay. We talked about this, but uh, let's assume our dear listener was not uh, in. This topic of efficacy is very relevant now more than ever. Thank you, Bishop. I'm unemployed and job hunting, but I've I've, ha I've had an, the idea of starting a skincare small business to sell natural oils. I've done my research and identified suppliers, even done better testing on close family and friends. It works. However, my problem is capital. I've asked around, <laughs> but futile. Kindly advice. Let's call her Sister P. Uh, Sister mm. P. Capital. Capital. <laughs> yes. With a capital C. <laughs> That yes. That is uh, uh, an issue that is true for almost anybody who wants to get into business. What I normally say, just like I said, don't plant a coconut. Start with onions, start with tomatoes, start with something small that will give you quick returns. Because some of us want to start a multi-billion million uh, business. Where will you get the million to even start? Start with what you have. That is a biblical principle. What do you have in, in your, your hands. hands? I have met a man who started a business with 500 shillings. Is now running a chain of shops. 500 shillings. Would go to Amuindi, buy a few things, stand with them on the roadside, sell, get the commission, come back. And that grew the business slowly, slowly until now they are running a chain of, of shops. I remember in my neighborhood when we were building uh, somewhere around Garden Estate in Nairobi. Yes. This person came and opened a hardware shop. If you ordered for 10 bags of cement, you wouldn't get because he had only five. <laughs> Mm. And so he would go buy the five and go away. Come, he tells you, come back in the afternoon, you will have more. Mm. 
you come back in the afternoon, he has brought another five with the money you paid him for the previous five. Yes. That business grew into a huge, in fact, if I mention the name, some of you may, of Nairobi would know. Mm. I have seen branches in Ruaraka, in Okawangware, in uh, Gong Road, in Thika town. I'm thinking, my goodness, this business has grown. So capital is when we, we are thinking of starting big. When you start, think of starting big, then of course you need big capital. Start small with the little that you have and trust God to multiply it. Yeah. Five fish, fi five loaves, five loaves and two fish. Listen, you will use it to s feed more than 5,000 people. Yeah. It's a biblical con uh, concept. Okay. Let's get to question, question of the day on the Leadership Forum. Start a business that doesn't require... Oh, sorry. You can go ahead. Uh, yeah, start uh, a business. I was going to say, <laughs> the other way to start a business is start a business that doesn't require capital. Mm. For example, selling your skills doesn't require capital. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. It's just you. It's just you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before we pray, just to remind you that thank you so much for uh, being a friend of Hope through your donation. We keep Hope alive. We keep a leadership forum on air and many of our programs on radio and TV on. So if you're tuning in and you're wondering how can I partner with Hope Media uh, to keep Hope on air, what you need to do, go to your m -Pesa pay bill number 933-933. That is 933 933 on the account name put f o h that is f o h for friends of hope and you know what as little as the lord enables you or as much as the lord enables you will be grateful you'll be helping us keep hope on air and keep his junction on air by the way you know yeah it will be glad i'll be glad to 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 see you support us in that way and thank you so much for keeping it here we have less than a minute to go allow me to allow bishop to pray for us all right, yes. let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are grateful to you for giving us opportunity this afternoon uh, to just share on these matters to do with leadership. There may be people who are at different levels in struggling or thinking about their leadership capacities. We pray that you would encourage them and help them to apply that which they, they have. And those of us who are overseeing others, that we will learn how to encourage and motivate those people who are serving with so that they can uh, have better outcome in their performance. This is our prayer that we make before you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop. God bless you. Asante. We'll see you next week, but one. Yes, God okay. willing. God willing. We have to wrap it right there. My name is Grace Matiso. Remember to catch a repeat of this on Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. right here at Hope FM. Anytime on the Hope FM podcast, please rush to www.hopemediakenya.org. Click on the podcast or any of your favorite podcast platform. You can catch a repeat of the Leadership Forum and on Facebook and YouTube at Hope FM Live at Hope TV Kenya. Like, subscribe and enjoy the content. God bless you. I'll see you next week on Monday. We'll be getting to meet of the word and we'll be looking at Romans chapter 6. Have a beautiful afternoon. It's now 1 o'clock. Maingi Mbogwa is up next with the news and after that, Man Karis with Afternoon Switch. Shalom and God bless. Thank you for tuning into the Leadership Forum. Join us again on Alternate Mondays for deeper insights on leadership. 
the Leadership Forum. Discussing leaders and followers.